Hi everyone, welcome back to God's Word with Friends, a podcast from Gospel Center Missionary Church in South Bend, Indiana. Thanks for joining us again today. With me today is Pastor Ben, Tara, Missy, and Pastor Jim. And my name is John Renus, and of course we're glad to have you with us as well. If you're on the go, thanks for listening. If you happen to have a minute to sit, you may want to open your Bible or Bible app to today's passage, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 56 through 58. That's 1 Corinthians 15, 56 through 58. And Pastor Jim, would you open us in prayer? Sure, let's pray. We thank you, Lord, for all your love for us. We thank you that, uh, that you're with us even in difficult times and that you support us and you encourage us and you bless us in spite of what's going on around us. And so today, as we get into your word, may you bless us and may you bless those who are listening to this. And may we all be encouraged to draw closer to you. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 15, verses 56 to 58. The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear friends, Stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Today, God wants to encourage you to stand firm. And to get us started, we thought we'd share any stories we might happen to have about sports that challenge our balance. Or maybe another story comes to mind. But what challenges your balance? Everything. (laughs) I'm not a very balanced or coordinated person. So, uh, yeah, I'd say just about everything challenges my balance. As an elementary girl, I used to walk on stilts. And I can't believe I ever could do that. I know I could now. I used to roller skate around the sidewalks. And now I have a hard time just walking. Anytime I need to be off my feet, I'm challenged. I don't roller skate, I don't uh, skateboard, I don't uh, surf, I don't ski. Any of those things, I would have to be wrapped with bubble wrap in order to keep myself from being broken. Now, before we went on uh, on recording, you were sharing a story about a job you had. Yeah, it was a job. I was in construction, and uh, we were two stories up. Uh, It was a a two-story high room we were in is like a garage sort of a thing but it was very high uh two stories and uh we were supposed to walk on two inch girders carrying sheets of metal for the roofing and i told my boss i said i can't do it he said well you got to do it and i said no i can't i'll fall to my death if you expect me to walk on two inch metal beams he said well if you don't do that we can't keep you on the job and i said i'd rather i'd rather get laid off than laid up and so uh, he said, well, why don't we just let you bring the metal sheets to the edge of the building and then other people will carry them out. And I said, you got it. That, that'll work for me. So I kept my job. And it wasn't the fear of heights. No, it wasn't the fear of heights. It was a fear of falling that far <laughs> because I know I would because I, I don't have any balance. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, I love to ski and I can water ski, snow ski. Um, I can like wakeboard kind of thing. But I tried to snowboard, and after like three concussions later, I was like, I'm done doing this. I, and I, I can't even move forward. I, I just like, I go two feet and I fall and hit my head. I go two feet and I fall and I hit my head, and I just gave up. 
Yeah, I try to avoid any sport that requires something other than tennis shoes on my feet. That's, I can wear <laughs> shoes, anything else, I am in trouble. And so uh, I remember when Bethann and I first started dating, she wanted to go rollerblading at Notre Dame. And I, I don't know how to rollerblade. I still don't know how to rollerblade. But an hour of rollerblading in front of a girl you're trying to impress is a rather embarrassing moment. <laughs> and it ended, the day ended as there was a hill, just a, a gradual descent in most people's eyes. It was a mountain in my eyes. As I went whizzing down that, I didn't, never learned to stop. And um, it, the sidewalk ended. You had to turn right. I did not make the turn. I wiped out. I, I had a, it took about six years for this. I guess it wasn't a scar because it eventually disappeared. But for the mark to disappear on my elbow where it was all bloody. And Beth Ann, she was uh, like 25 yards away laughing hysterically while other people, strangers, came to my rescue to see if I was all right. But uh, she just laughed and laughed. But well, you did learn to stop. <laughs> I, yeah, there's always a way to stop. I have a skiing story about that, too. If you run into Lodge, you stop. Yeah. <laughs> she must have known that you were the one. Because whenever I do that now, being married for 15 years, my wife just laughs at me. So yep. she, she must have known early. Yeah. Well, today, God tells us to stand firm. Fortunately, we don't have to have good physical balance to do that. Um, but we're encouraged to stand firm. And so... As we look specifically, I guess, at verse 38, it says, therefore, my dear brothers, um, they say whenever you read the word therefore in the Bible, you should ask, what is it there for? And um, any thoughts? What, what, what is he tying this stand firm to? What has he said beforehand? It speaks of victory. Verse seven, uh, 57 speaks of victory. He gives us the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Um, Paul had written about death, you know, with Jesus. Uh, Jesus even said, you know, where's your death? Where, where's the victory? Where's the, where's the sting? And, um, but we don't need to fear those things. We can stand firm because Jesus gives us the victory. And what does it mean to stand firm? Any thoughts? We can tell people today, stand firm. And obviously we're not talking about Snowboarding. We're not talking about walking on two-inch beams up in the air. What does it mean to, to stand firm? Right after stand firm, it says, Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. So I think that's part of the standing firm is to acknowledge um, the, the Lord. You need the Lord, and he needs you. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm uh, listening to a book on Audible that's a history of Christianity for the first 1500 years. And standing firm looks different over the centuries. Um, for the early Christians who were being persecuted, it was not renouncing the faith and staying true to God's word and not recanting your belief in Christ. But as Christianity became more state-run and more formalized, standing firm looked like the early monastic movements that stepped away from the corruption that was happening in the church and in Christianity. And they saw that them standing firm was staying true to God in their hearts, the inner purity, and not being corrupted by the world. And so I think standing firm looks different depending on 
what situation you're in, whether it's standing forth in your affirmation of your faith in Christ to being persecuted or in your own personal struggles and trusting in him to stay pure and to stay strong. When I was a, <clears throat> a public school teacher in sixth grade, we would take our kids to a thing called Swamp Stomp. And we walked through, we went to, I can't recall where we went, but we went to a, a marsh and we were to walk a hundred yards across this marsh. Now, depending on how much rain there had been, uh, it was sloppy or sometimes it was a little bit more firm, but you'd be walking and all of a sudden you just sink. And you'd sink in this black muck up to your waist sometimes and trying to pull yourself through that. And other times you would be able to step and you would actually get a foot footing. Some roots would be through there or something and you could pull yourself up and be walking on you know, maybe in knee-deep mud for a while, and all of a sudden, boom, you'd hit another spot. God's not like that. God doesn't have these hidden pitfalls. He says, he's, uh, Jesus Christ is called the rock, and we sing songs about the rock. And as a matter of fact, Missy was singing a song about the rock a little bit ago. But we can, we can stand on that rock, and we don't need to worry about falling. We don't need to worry about sinking unexpectedly because God is that solid rock. Wait, wait, wait. That was very moving, but I have to back up a second. I have about 50 questions about taking kids to a swamp stop, but the two that I really want really to answer, great. the two that I have to have answered this morning is one, did any kids die? Because it sounds like... No, but they lost their shoes and pants sometimes. <laughs> which, which leads me to my second question. Why? <laughs> We were studying the ecosystems of these swamps, and so uh, we would, after studying all the ecosystems, we would say, okay, here we are, guys. There's, there's our goal. Let's walk across the swamp. And uh, if you want to try it as a staff sometime, that'd be kind of fun. But uh, it, was, it was fun. Wow. Standing firm. Any other thoughts before we get lost in the swamp? <laughs> Listen, we've been doing so many of these podcasts. I think we are getting a little swampy. Yeah. I well, just think of the song of victory in Jesus. Good old camp meeting song. It says, but thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, and you know, Jim mentioned the rock and you talk about victory. I mean, the certainty that we have to stand on is that Jesus has risen from the dead and alive. And in 1 Corinthians 15, like even the headings in my Bible, without going back and reading the whole chapter, the resurrection of Christ, the resurrection of the dead, the resurrection body. And, and I think when it says stand firm, um, and it goes on because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. I wonder sometimes, you know, that uh, you're teaching a Sunday school class. You wonder, oh, is it really worth teaching these kids? Um, week after week are they getting anything or you're in the youth group and you're doing crazy games with them and you wonder you know is there any impact being made on their lives or you preach sermon after sermon or maybe just sit in service after service um, but we know that what we're doing right now will have eternal impact because Jesus is guaranteed it by his resurrection he is risen he is alive and he has promised that at the end of time when he returns that there will be a resurrection. And, um, and we're firm standing on him, and we can know that all the work that we do here right now for his glory will have an eternal reward. And so we encourage people, stand firm. 
stand firm and continue with the work that God has given you. So have a blessed day. And as you go through this day, stand firm. In